Hello, word nerds. Here is my jingle. This is the podcast where I read the dictionary and I tell you all the things that I think about it and somebody can say hello, hello, hello. Uh, okay, I really don't think anybody should be listening to this podcast and that, that that's my opinion, but hey, you're here, you're here, I guess, maybe. Who? I don't know. Okay, this is the last section of page 294. Um... What, uh, so you can please go contact me if you want on Twitter and Instagram at DictionaryPod. You can email me DictionaryPod at gmail.com. There is a Google Voice number in the show notes that should work. You can call it and leave a voicemail. And, uh, obviously you gotta go, you gotta go share this podcast with other people who you think might like it and rate it, review it, hit the stars and type some things and then I will read it, and I will feel very good that people are saying stuff about it. Even if it's bad, that means you listened. Um, if you just have anything that you want to talk about, let me know. If you, have, if you have specific thoughts about words that are coming up in the future, probably at least a month from now, well, well into the future, pick any word you want. Uh, call, leave a, send, email me a voice memo, leave me a voicemail, tell me what you want to say, and I will put it in the episode when that airs. Um, if you want to be a guest for something specific, maybe we'll figure that out. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay, the first word in this episode is crenation. C-R-E-N-A-T-I-O-N. This is probably going to be related to yesterday's last word, which was crenate. It was all about scallops and notches. So, crenation, noun from 1846. 1A, a crenate formation, especially one of the rounded projections on an edge. And what what edge are we talking about? We could, we're talking about a coin. So, I guess the the edge of a coin, it's got those little uh, bumps. I guess that would be uh, crenation. But not all coins have that. Why do they have that? Tell me. 1B, the quality or state of being crenate. 2, shrinkage of red blood cells resulting in crenate margins. Where are these margins? They're in the blood vessels? Why? What is happening? Shrinkage? The the blood cells shrink? I'm not going to be able to figure this out on my own. I need some help. Okay. Uh, okay, sound effect. We're going to do... Boop! Next word is crenelated. Crenelated. C-R-E-N-E-L-L-A-T-E-D. You can spell it one L or two L's. Adjective from circa 1823, and it means having crenellations, as in a crenellated wall. What are crenellations, you would be asking, probably. Uh, that is going to be our next word, but first I have to look at the etymology. From French, crenellaire, which means to furnish with embrasures. Uh, I'm very confused. Um, also from... Old French crenelle, which is an embrasure. It's the, the diminutive of crene, which is notch. 
from crener, which means to notch. So embrasures are like notches of things, and then if you put them in there, it's crenellated. Okay, boop. Next word is crenellation. Again, one L or two L's. Noun from 1849. Number one, the synonym is battlement. Number two, any of the embrasures alternating with Merlin's in a battlement. Uh, And Merlin's is M-E-R-L-O-N, battlement. It says to see the battlement illustration. So, of course, you know, we read this before, but we have to remind ourselves, what does this look like? Okay, yeah, the top of a castle, it's got the ups and the downs, the squares, the square ups and the downs, you know, there's the, the, uh, the spaces are probably for archers to shoot arrows out of, you know what this is. That is a battlement, and so, yeah. Oh, and then number one, the, the crenellations, that's the part where it goes down. And then the number two is the part that goes up. Those are the merlins. So, yeah, the, the crenellations, it's like they've been notched out. The rook, the rook piece on a chessboard, it looks like a tiny little castle tower. The top has probably uh, got these ups and the downs, the crenellations and the merlins, the peaks and the valleys. Instead of peaks and valleys, I'll say crenellations and merlins. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that again, probably when we get to the word merlin, and I will forget all about this again. Okay, so, boop, next word is crenshaw, noun from 1955, a winter melon having smooth green and gold skin and sweet salmon-colored flesh. It just sounded very nice. I want somebody else to read that. Um, Okay, this is probably from the name Crenshaw, or Cranshaw. Uh, Whose name was this? Did they invent this this melon, this winter melon, that has such a, a smooth green and gold skin? Green and gold? How is it both? And the flesh is colored like a salmon, but it is sweet. Probably tastes like a fruit. Crenshaw. Next word. Boop. It is crenulated, or just crenulate. Adjective, or you could also say crenulate. Crenulate, crenulate, crenulated. Adjective from 1777, having an irregularly wavy or serrated outline, as in a crenulated shoreline. It's like it's been notched out. Crenulation is a noun. Yep, I think you know. You can figure that out. Next word. Boop. It is creole. C-R-E-O-L-E. Adjective from 1737. Number one and number two are both often capitalized. One, of or relating to Creoles or their language. And that is a Creoles with a capital C. And we're going to talk about that one next. But first, number two, relating to or being highly seasoned food typically prepared with rice, okra, tomatoes, and peppers, as in shrimp creole. 
I love the flavors of Creole food, but I am confused. Well, no, 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 I'm not confused. Um, We have to learn about the capital C Creole so we can learn a bit more about this. But yes, the food is tasty, tasty. Okay. Boop, doop, boop. Next word is Creole with a capital C, noun from 1737. One, a person of European descent born especially in the West Indies or Spanish America. Uh, Spanish America. So is that, um, what, what part are we talking about? The United States of America, the Spanish region of that? Are we talking about Central America? Are we talking about South America? There's obviously all of those have a very Spanish influence. Um, but yes, I, I guess a person of European descent born in those areas would be Creole. But there's more. Two, a white person descended from early French or Spanish settlers of the U.S. Gulf states and preserving their speech and culture. So, you know, Louisiana, that's a big one. But Louisiana, there's a lot of cultures, a lot of colors of people, a lot of great stuff going on. Uh, so there's more. Three, a person of mixed French or Spanish and black descent speaking a dialect of French or Spanish. That's very complicated. Pick one. No, you don't have to pick one, obviously. But uh, yeah, that's a, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on there. 4A, a language evolved from pigeonized French that is spoken by blacks in southern Louisiana. Uh, and yeah, you you know maybe maybe I will find an audio example of uh, somebody talking talking like this um, because it's very it's very specific uh, to that region and uh, yeah. Monte inform Creole. Monte ene ici. E mojish lem parle Creole. Four B. We just have the synonym Haitian and. Uh, yes, that I think they speak uh, a form of French, um, Haitian French, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just completely French. Um, but, you know, they're also, uh, they're not in southern Louisiana, they're in Haiti, but of course they travel around and, um, and they are largely black people. Um, so that's, uh, there's a lot of Creole, I guess they're called Creole, I guess. I would have said Haitian, maybe both are fine. Um... Then we have 4C. This one would not be capitalized. It is a language that has evolved from a pigeon, not the bird pigeon, um, a pigeon, but serves as the native language of a speech community. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's, it's been combined, this whole Creole thing, both the, the culture and the language and the people, uh, they've been combined between European and French and Spanish and uh, um, I, I guess Haiti and probably other areas where people are uh, much darker skin, black skin. So there's all these things mixing together, and they have created this Creole thing. Which uh, obviously there's there's a there's a language to it. There's food. The language has also um, you know even if it's spoken in English, it still has this has words. It has a has a a lyricism to it. That's a thing. Um, there was that guy. 
what was his name? Justin something, the cook on the on PBS. And he always said, I guarantee he was like the Creole cook, I think might have been what he was called. But uh, man, that food, it is some tasty food. Not that I've had a lot of it, but yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, here we go with the etymology fr- from French, Creole, but also from Spanish, Criollo. Criollo? How do you say that? Criollo. Also from Portuguese, Portuguese, Criollo, which means, here we go, white person born in the colonies. And I have to assume that the colonies are where would they be like not the american colonies the uh the colonies in the caribbean probably maybe other places um that was probably not the most nice word at the time but now i think people have probably embraced it i don't know there's a lot of information with that one word hey let's learn a little bit more about it boop next is creolize with an s e British variation of creolize with a Z, which is the next word, boop. Creolize, verb from circa 1932, a cause to become a creole in a speech community. And uh, the cause says it is a pigeonized language. Oh, it's to cause? Did I say to cause or a cause? I don't know. To cause a pigeonized language to become a Creole in a speech community. What is, but I'm I'm confused. But anyway, that's, yes, it's been pigeonized. It's been uh, evolved. I think that's a good way to say pigeon, pigeonized. It has been combined with other things. It has evolved. It's a version of that language. Creolize. Creolize the language. Creolization. Creolization. uh, That is a noun. I would like my food to be creolized. Next word. Boop. Creosote. C-R-E-O-S-O-T-E. First form. Noun from 1835. One. A clear or yellowish flammable oily liquid mixture of phenolic compounds obtained by the distillation of tar derived from wood and especially from beech wood. I have heard of this. I'm only sort of familiar with it. I think it is a thing that you can... It comes from wood. You can make it into this, like a creosote uh, block, and then you can burn it or something. Okay, number two. A brownish, oily liquid consisting chiefly of aromatic hydrocarbons obtained by distillation of coal tar and used especially as a wood preservative. Um, th- those were both uh, liquids, oily liquids, so maybe I'm wrong about this, but it's it's a thing that it's flammable, I think. Number three, a dark brown or black flammable tar deposited from especially wood smoke on the walls of a chimney. And four, this synonym is creosote bush which we will learn about very soon, very soon. Etymology from Greek, creosote, with a K, a capital K. Also from Greek, krios, which means flesh, and soter, sotir, soter, which means preserver. So it's a flesh preserver, 
That is what creosote is. Also from sozine, which means to preserve. From sos, S-O-S, which means safe. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Also, probably akin to the Sanskrit, taviti, which means he is strong. Um, That, boy, there's so much going on here. I'm not sure. And then also... Uh, from its uh, source is safe from its antiseptic properties and there's more of the word raw raw so yeah you're if you got a chimney there's probably some creosote up there and then it's other stuff too this oily liquid that's flammable so be careful boop your nose second form of creosote is a transitive verb from 1836 and it means to treat with creosote Probably, uh, it's the wood preservative. You're going to treat the wood with creosote. Boop. Next word is creosote bush. Two words. Noun from 1846. It is a resinous desert shrub of the caltrop family found in the southwestern U.S. and Mexico. And the scientific or species name of this resinous desert shrub is Larea tridentata. Larea tridentata, the creosote bush. And our last word, boop, boop. It is crepe, C-R-E-P-E. Or you can put an accent on the first E, which is the hat carrot, boop. Noun from 1750. One, a light crinkled fabric woven of any of various fibers. Number two, it is the number two definition for the word crepe, spelled C-R-A-P-E, which is, uh, is this, this the hat or the sleeve? That might be what that is, or the cover or the shroud. Number three for crepe. Crude rubber in the form of nearly white to brown crinkled sheets used especially for shoe soles, as in crepe-soled shoes. Never heard of crepe used in that way. Although, actually, I guess crepe paper, that's a very wrinkly paper. It's probably related to that. And then four, a small, very thin pancake. You can make it sweet and you can make it savory. It all depends on what you put into it. Crepe is also an adjective and crepey is an adjective. And uh, the, the etymology doesn't have much, but it says you can go back to the word crepe, C-R-A-P-E, and there's more information there possibly. Curly. Curly and crispy. That's basically what it is. And yes, the crepe... The little thin pancake, uh, it, the edges definitely get crispy, and uh, I guess if you, if you roll it up, it's curly. Okay, so the words today were crenation, crenellated, crenellation, crenshaw, crenulated, creole, creole, creolize, creolize, creosote, 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 bush, and crepe. Well, I am tempted to pick crepe, but I think... If I had to pick one for the rest of my life, I would probably pick Creole food because there's so many flavors going on. It's pretty great. All crepes, 
Maybe, ooh, maybe you could have a Creole crepe. How you gotta put the Creole flavors? Maybe, maybe there's a savory crepe that's a Creole crepe, and you put the rice and the okra and the tomatoes and the peppers in there. Hmm, somebody's got to do that if it doesn't exist. Creole crepe, I want a Creole crepe. We're gonna put the flavors in the crepe and make it a Creole crepe. It's savory. I think I have nothing else interesting to say to you right now. I probably do, but I can't think of anything. Hey, thank you to you if you are listening to this. I genuinely, genuinely uh, appreciate it. You really have no idea because as far as I'm concerned, I'm just talking to myself. Um, and uh, just today, uh, just today, I checked the downloads for this podcast, this silly little podcast, and it was very, very high for today. So I think I must have gotten a new fan. Uh, what is today? April? No, March 10th. If you if you did that on March 10th, thank you very much. I appreciate it. That's all I got to say. Thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.